November 29 to December 5, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us on Main Menu today. And we hope you had a good holiday week this week, and uh, hope you didn't overeat too much if you were partaking in uh, Thanksgiving uh, with the rest of us here in the United States. And we hope you're getting into that holiday mood for the big month of December coming up. And regardless of what it is you do to maybe celebrate the holiday, we hope you have an enjoyable holiday season and uh, that you enjoy your holiday season. And then as you come down to the end of the month of December, we hope you'll be around to hear the big two-hour end-of-the-year main menu special. And Chase and I will be coming to you and talking about and reviewing the major changes in technology this year and give you a little snippets of some of the coverage that Main Menu did on that new technologies, both regular technology and assistive technology throughout the year this year. And that will be coming up, like I say, at the end of this year. And uh, so we'll be talking very soon and announcing when that will be and exactly all about the coverage for that Meantime, we have quite a full show this week of several different topics we're going to be covering on this week's program, so we need to get into that right away here pretty soon. We're going to start with David Woodbridge, and David is going to demonstrate for us how to set up your iPhone 5S so that you can use your fingerprint to unlock your iPhone instead of using the uh, typing in of your pass key or uh, printing it in. And so you'll want to see how to do that and learn how that all works. And then after David, coming up next is Earl Harrison from Triumph Technology. And Earl is going to be talking to us about a new Braille embosser and demonstrating that. And this is the Cosmo Braille embosser. It's quite a neat and quite a different embosser. If you get a chance to try it out, I think you're going to like it pretty well. It's uh, got some pretty neat and new features about it, and Earl's going to tell us all about the Cosmo. And then Calman Gallagher is going to come to us, and he's going to be reviewing some of the features that we have not covered here on Main Menu about the new Victor Reader Stream, and you're going to hear about how to set up the uh, Bookshare and how to set up the uh, NFB Newsline on your Victor Reader stream through wireless. And these were things that weren't available until just fairly recently in a recent release of, of the Victor Reader stream. And so Kalman is going to be covering those for us. So you'll want to know all about that. And then finally, yours truly is going to be talking to you about a new app that just came out in November for your iOS device. You may have heard that with iOS 7, VoiceOver added a feature called handwriting. And what it does is allows you to print print characters onto your screen on your iOS device. And if you are in a text field, if VoiceOver recognizes 
the character that you just printed on the screen, it will insert that character into the text document or text field that you're in. And the problem being with that is there's a lot of blind people who have never been able to see print, never learned how to use print, and certainly never learned how to, to write print. And this app has been designed specifically to make it possible for you to learn how to do that and do that very easily. It's a very well done app. It's already received a lot of rave reviews from a number of people who have reviewed it already. And so I'm going to spend a few minutes with you showing you a bit about the app, about how it works and what you need to do to get it set up and so forth. And that's what we have for you today here on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. We are currently looking for listeners who are willing to review any type of accessible technology for us here on Main Menu. If you are interested in doing a review of a product that you own, or an interview with its vendor, then please contact us and let us know what you're interested in doing. Before you begin to record a segment, it is important to contact us so that we can ensure that it hasn't already been covered on our program. To get in contact with us, please send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know what demonstration or interview you would like to do. Once you have completed your recording, please again send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know how we might get the file from you and if it will need any further editing. We can get files from you in any method such as SendSpace or Dropbox, any way that works for you. Once we receive your file, we will let you know when it will be aired on Main Menu. Presentations from our listeners are always interesting and well received by the rest of the listeners, so if this interests you, please get in touch with us. Thank you for your interest, and we look forward to hearing from you on the show very soon. Welcome to this demonstration of setting up Touch ID, i.e. your fingerprint, to unlock your iPhone. In this case, it's the iPhone 5S. And in this demonstration, I'm actually going to show you how to set up your Touch ID for unlocking your iPhone. What I won't be doing is going through and doing any purchases with the Touch ID to access such things as the App Store, although you can do that as well. So let me just say that I've got my iPhone 5S turned on, VoiceOver is running, and I'm currently sitting at my iPhone home screen. So to set up Touch ID, we need to go into Settings, General, Passcode, Fingerprint. So I'm going to touch my screen down towards the bottom. Compass. And then I'm just going to flick through to the right to get to Settings with one finger across the VoiceOver to move item by item. Settings. Okay, one finger double tap on Settings. Settings. Now touch towards the bottom of the screen again. Do not disturb button. Okay, now flick to the right with one finger again. General button. There's general, one finger double tap. General settings, back button. And I'm going to flick through till I get to passcode fingerprint. General heading, about button, software update button, Siri button, spotlight search button, text size button, accessibility 
button, usage, button, background app refresh, button, passcode and fingerprint, button. Okay, passcode and fingerprint, one finger double tap. Enter passcode. I'm going to put in my PIN number for my iPhone. Passcode and fingerprint, general, back button. Let me do one finger flick to the right to get to fingerprint. Passcode and fingerprint, heading, turn passcode off, button, change passcode, button, require passcode, immediately, button, simple passcode, on. A simple passcode is a four-digit number, heading, fingerprints, button. There's fingerprints button, one finger double tap. Fingerprints, back, back button. Now I did have previously my fingerprint in here, but I've deleted all my fingerprints. So we're going to add a new fingerprint. I do one finger flick to the right. Fingerprints, heading, fingerprints, heading, add a fingerprint button. Okay, let's add a fingerprint. So one finger double tap on add fingerprint. Play fingerprints, back button. One finger flick to the right. Photo of a person holding an iPhone with their left hand while touching the home button with their thumb. Image. Okay, just explanation of a picture. Set up fingerprints. Set up fingerprints. Scan a finger or thumb you normally use on the home button. Scan a finger or thumb that you normally use on the home button. So what's basically going to happen is that I'm going to put my finger on the home button, not press it, but just on the home button. The phone will actually vibrate to recognize it's recognized my finger. And then it'll tell me to lift my finger off, put my finger down, it'll vibrate, take my finger off again after the verbal prompt to take my finger off. And it'll keep doing that until it's got a firm recognition of my entire fingerprint. Okay, so I'll do that now. Finger down. Lift your finger. Okay, finger off. Place your finger. Finger down. Lift your finger. Finger off. Place your finger. And again, as soon as I put my finger down, I'm feeling a vibration on the phone as well. Lift your finger. Place your finger. 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 Place your finger. Touch ID is ready. Your print can be used for unlocking your iPhone. Okay, and that's all there is really to it. You just basically keep doing what it says. So if I do a two finger flick from the top of the screen to read the entire screen back to us. Fingerprints. Back button. Touch ID is ready. Your print can be used for unlocking your iPhone. A fingerprint that changes color during the setup process. Recognition is 100% complete. Image. Continue. Button. Okay, so we've got a continue button. So one finger double tap. Fingerprints. Back. Back button. Now this time if I do a one finger flick through this screen as we've got one fingerprint in there. Fingerprints. Heading. Edit. Button. Edit button now. Passcode unlock. On. Passcode unlock is on for my fingerprint. iTunes and App Store on. Yeah, so iTunes and App Store is on. So under one finger flick to the right, it'll tell us what that's about. Use your fingerprint instead of your Apple ID password when buying from the iTunes and App Store. Heading. Okay, use your fingerprint instead of your Apple ID security password when you purchase from the App Store or the iTunes Store. So flick to the right. Fingerprints. Heading. Fingerprints. Finger one. Text field. That's finger one. Add a fingerprint button. And a fingerprint, and that's it. So, for example, finger one, text field. Finger one, that's a currently an edit field that just says finger one. So, I'm actually going to change that to my left index finger. So, if I go back to edit, so one finger flick back to the left. Add a finger, finger one, fingerprint. Use your finger, iTunes, passcode, edit button. One finger double tap on edit. Done button. And one finger flick to the right. Passcode unlock on iTunes and App Store on. Use your fingerprint instead of your app fingerprints. Heading. Delete finger one. Switch button off finger one. Text field. 
Okay, we'll finger one text field, one finger double tap. Text field is editing. Finger one, delete one, delete spec, delete R, delete E, delete, delete NG, delete, delete fee, delete. Okay, so I've deleted that finger one and I'm going to put in my name for my finger now. I'm just going to call it left index. Space left I I N N D D E E X X. Okay, touch towards the right hand side of the on screen keyboard down towards the bottom. Done. One finger double tap on done. Use your fingerprint instead of your Apple ID password when buying. Okay, so this time when I flick through. Passcode unlock, iTunes and App Store on. Use your fingerprint instead of your Apple ID password when buying from the iTunes and App Store. Heading, fingerprints, heading, delete left index, switch button, off. Okay, it says left index now rather than just finger one, which is not very descriptive. So you know what fingers you've currently have used and are going to use to set up more fingerprints if you like. So one finger flick back to the left. Fingerprints. Use your thing. iTunes. Passcode. Done. Button. One finger double tap on done. Edit. Button. Back to the edit button and I can actually close that now by just pressing my home button. Settings. And if I lock my phone with the power sleep button at the top right hand side of the phone. Screen locked. Press the home button once. 2.29pm. Put my left index finger in this case on the home button. Messages to in red messages. Okay, it's unlocked my iPhone. So I'll just do it again. Power sleep button lock. Screen locked. Home button. 2.30 p.m. Put my finger on the home button. Messages to in red messages. Okay, so what I used to do before was to press the power button. Screen locked. Press the home button. 2.30 p.m. Three finger flick to the right to bring up the passcode keypad. Pa page one of two. And then four one. In. Two, seven, nine. Messages, to in red messages. Okay, that's what I used to do before and I can still do now. In fact, if you restart your phone, it will actually ask you to put your PIN number in after a restart. So if I lock it again. Screen locked. Press the home button. 2.31 p.m. Finger on the home button. Messages, to in red tell, messages. It's a much nicer process now to unlock your phone with your finger ID. So that concludes this demonstration of setting up your Touch ID with your iPhone 5S and in this demo unlocking your iPhone with your Touch ID. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the demo. Thanks for listening and bye for now. I'm Earl Harrison from Triumph Technology LLC located in Columbia Heights, Minnesota and I am happy to be making um, this introduction to Cosmo for my company because we have just become dealers for the product. I got very excited. I was making rounds with its creator David Pillicher last week and um, I, I gotta say it's a very impressive uh, idea that came out of his head in Cosmo. Uh, there are two parts of Cosmo here. I'm going to be showing the hardware component. I have yet to receive any logon information for the second component, which is the online training utility called BERT. BERT is an acronym that stands for Braille Education Remote Tool, and it is really intended for teachers of Braille. BERT allows a teacher to sit anywhere in the world and have a Braille teaching session via Skype and Cosmo over the internet. So when the student presses a key on Cosmo, for example, if there's a blind 
Braille teacher at the other end. They can access that information immediately, either with a Braille display, or of course, a sighted itinerant teacher um, can see that information on the screen. So BERT is something that I do not have access to right this moment, but I did watch it at work last week when Mr. Pilcher was in town and uh, it was very impressive to behold. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and get started with a physical description of Cosmo. In the front of the unit, we have, a, of course, a eight-dot Braille keyboard. Um, closest to me, we've got the space bar, of course, and on either side of the space bar, we've got extra buttons. We've got, to the right, the control key, and to the left, the alt key. Uh, so, of course, the control and the alt keys are used within Cosmo to issue various commands, such as the ability to advance the paper just far enough to read what you've typed, and then pull the paper back in again, and of course to eject the paper when you're finished, that kind of thing. But when connected to a computer, it can actually interface with Duxbury, which for those of you who may not know is a Braille translation software, and this allows us the ability to input in either uh, computer Braille or uncontracted Braille, or we can start a Braille file in Duxbury and just start typing uh, to our heart's content in contracted grade 2 Braille. Uh, the unit is about 14 inches across from left to right here, and about uh, a foot from front to back. It has a, um, it's about 4 inches tall, and I'd say it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 pounds. Sorry, I didn't do the science. Um, before making this recording, but the thing that's interesting about Cosmo is that it is a very quiet when you consider what it's doing. It's punching Braille dots in paper, which uh, for those of us who have heard a Braille embosser before, it can be a, a very um, a, a very loud process. I've got two embossers here in the office, and of course, um, because of the environment and the other people, uh, that I work with, I need to, of course, keep it in an acoustical enclosure so as not to disturb people. With Cosmo, you can actually be a student in a classroom or a teacher in a classroom with other students, and really it's not so loud that it would necessarily disturb the other people in the class. You can, in fact, hold a conversation while using Cosmo, and you'll see in just a, a minute here. One of the things that I find interesting about Cosmo is that you can load a variety of paper thicknesses, and Cosmo doesn't care. The Braille comes out the same, which is very, very crisp, good quality Braille, excellent quality Braille, in fact. And um, that's pretty impressive for a device that does not make that much noise. Let's continue with the physical layout of the device. Like I said, we've got this angled keyboard in the front, 8-dot uh, Perkins-style Braille keyboard, and the space bar in the middle, Alt to the left, Control to the right. On the left of the unit, there is a rocker switch. When switched towards you, the unit is off. When switched away from you, the, the unit is on. So I'm just going to go ahead and switch it on. The unit is being initialized, power it up, and there we go. We're ready to type onto paper. Uh, now, if I reach around to the back of the unit, I feel a jack where, the, of course, the power adapter is plugged in. To the right of that is a USB port that allows us to interface with Duxbury and um, the, the, the BERT utility, of course, that allows us to teach Braille over the Internet. 
And to the right of that, we've got our paper tray. Now, it is a single sheet paper tray. Remember, this is a Braille writer slash embosser. And most people are going to be using it. Oh, let's, let's use the example. If you're using it at home, you might want to type on um, paper because you don't want to bring your expensive Braille note taker into the kitchen as you're following a recipe, for example. So you don't, if you're baking cookies, you certainly don't want to get flour all over your, your Braille note-taking device. So it's just a, a nice thing to be able to load a piece of paper into Cosmo and uh, take that piece of paper, follow your recipe, and uh, then when you're finished, of course, you can throw away the recipe. You can throw away the piece of paper. As you can hear, I have a very flimsy piece of copy paper here. This could very just as easily be a, a, a nice piece of braille paper, uh, usually ranging between 90 and 100 pound. I actually saw Mr. Pilcher load 110 pound tag board into the unit and it performed just fine as well. It doesn't matter what the gauge of paper is, Cosmo is going to braille on it and it's going to be equally as good regardless of how thick the paper is. I don't know how it's done, but it comes out that way. So I'm going to go ahead and <clears throat> load this paper into the paper uh, tray. There's a, little, there's a slot in the back that angles down and you push it in until you feel it stop. And then on the front of the unit, you press both the alt and the control keys, those keys on either side of the space bar, to draw the paper in. <clears throat> And um, now I'm just going to simply start typing, and I think I'll just go ahead and start typing in contracted Braille. Uh, what should I type? Welcome to Cosmo. Exclamation mark. Okay, and Cosmo is an... Now I heard the beep sound at the end of the line. It, it actually beeps five characters before you reach the end of the line. So I just said Cosmo is an electronic oh, made a mistake. Braille embosser manufactured right here in the United States. Okay, now if I make a mistake, well, like I did before, and I want to actually correct the mistake, I'll just go ahead and start typing here. Cosmo allows me to make corrections I'll do a hyphen here and then complete the word on the fly and space with dot eight and it advances the paper far enough for me to see it. I see um, that I've actually spelled the word fly and on the fly is the last thing I typed correctly. So I want to bring the paper back where it was, and I just pressed any key to do that. Now, if I press, uh, remember my keystrokes here, I, I believe it's space with dot seven, and I'll advance the paper again, space dot eight, 
and I can see that the the Y has been flattened, it's been erased. So we can actually, if we make a mistake, we can actually backspace over our mistakes. And I'm in a place right now where I can go ahead and press any key and make a correction. Okay. That's how Cosmo works as a Braille writer. And when I'm ready to advance the paper all the way out of the, the device, I can simply press control with dot eight and it advances my paper out. Now when I come to the end of a page, it's going to let me know that I'm at the end of the page with a double beep tone. Okay, so that is how to use Cosmo as a Braille writer. Let's go ahead and connect it to a computer and see how we can, we can use it uh, with our Braille translation software, Duxbury. So I'll just go ahead and plug in Cosmo. Okay, I hear the happy ascending tone that indicates that Cosmo's um, recognized. And now I'm going to go ahead and load another piece of paper into it. Uh, more copy paper. I push the paper in, press the Alt and the Control keys together. Draws the paper in. Okay, so now let's go ahead and uh, get into Duxbury. A beta, not yet released version of Duxbury. And the date today is October 30th, 2013. Not really sure when they're going to be releasing the, um, the final version of Duxbury 11.2, but can't imagine it's going to be too much longer. So turning back to the Cosmo, I'm going to go ahead and press, because now I can use the keystrokes that I'm so familiar with in Duxbury, all the standard ones, for example, Control plus N to uh, get into a new file. Okay, button, document type, colon, print P radio button, check one of two, dialogue file, colon, period, period, period. And I can either choose to have a, a print document, or I can use the commands to navigate. In this case, I'll do a space dot four chord. Document type colon. Braille B radio button check two of two. And I'll press enter on Braille. Enter on the Cosmo. The Duxbury Braille translator. Okay. Now, if I just simply start typing here, um, welcome to Cosmo. Now is the time to begin typing in contracted braille. And I, I, I never profess to be a um, braille transcription expert, but I can tell you this, uh, braille transcriptionists will love, especially those who, who prefer to type in uh, grade two contracted braille directly into the uh, braille translator will love uh, the way Cosmo works in this regard. So uh, let's just go ahead and see what I've written so far. Welcome to Cosmo Bank. Time to beg typing in contracted braille, period. Time to beg typing in contracted braille. Oops, well, the key problems be sometimes between the keyboard and the chair, as is the case here. Um, so, but you get the you get the point. Now, um, I can continue typing. In fact, I'll just continue typing a little bit more. I can continue typing. And when I am finished, blew that contraction, I can issue the command, uh, the command to emboss the document. 
and because we're already, you can, you can hear how quiet this keyboard is. Um, this is, and, and I'm actually kind of pounding on it. Let me just go ahead and lighten up my touch a little bit. This is a very quiet keyboard. Okay, so I can't imagine this would be too disruptive in a classroom situation. Uh, so now when I'm finished, I don't have to translate it. Usually I would do control T if I was ta taking it in from a uh, text document to translate it into contracted Braille. Um, but since I'm already in a Braille document, all I have to do is issue the emboss command, which is control E. So I'll go ahead and do that from Cosmo, control E. Okay, button, dialog file, colon, emboss, period, 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 one copies, colon, C page, range, root box, all radio button, check, current page, radio button, and uncheck, selection, radio button, uncheck, I'll press the enter left, key, right, 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 radio button, uncheck, page sequence number, left, right, fly. Right, right, radio button, uncheck, railer device, colon, Cosmo form, colon, arrow width, comma, 11 inch long, comma, rail paper default, okay, button, cancel button, the Duxbury Braille translator, dash one title, Braille document one, cancel button. And you can hear that the um, screen reader that I'm using on my laptop computer is actually louder than Cosmo is. So that's just a little bit about Cosmo. I think it's an outstanding product. Uh, it has just been released here in the United States. It is, as I mentioned earlier, manufactured in the United States. And um, from now until uh, January 1st, 2014, Cosmo comes with not a one, not a two, but a three-year warranty for this device that has the price tag of $2,495. Um, I can't think of any other product that offers a three-year warranty, and this, this is only going to be the case until January 1st, 2014, and then um, I'm not sure what uh, the folks at eBrill are going to do with that. They know that it will no longer be three years. So, hey, we sell the stuff. Um, we can take care of you if you're just interested in using Cosmo as your personal eBrailler slash embosser. Uh, if you're a teacher, an educator of any kind, an assistive technology trainer, a Braille transcriptionist, we have the whole range of products. So if you would like to get in touch with us to discuss your specific needs, feel free to call us at 651-636-5184. You can also reach us by email at info at attriumph.com. That's info at attriumph.com. And, of course, you can always check out our website at www.attriumph.com. Here at ACB Radio's main menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on main menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu.com at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. Main Menu
Hello everyone, this is Colin Gallagher. In the podcast today, I'd like to show you the new features in Victor Reader Stream 4.2 released by Humanware last month. This update allows the Wi-Fi to be used to download content from two services. They partnered with the National Federation of the Blind, so you can now download books from Newsline as well as Bookshare. So in the podcast, I'll be showing you how to use those features. Now, you must have set up your Wi-Fi on the stream. I'm not really going to show you how to do that here, but I will show you the menu that you would go to to do it. Then, what we're going to do is enable the NFB Newsline service, which I've turned off so we can start fresh, and then we'll enable the Bookshare. So, let's get started. First, what you want to do is turn on your stream. The power button is on the left side, and it's the round button on the left. So you want to press and hold that for a few seconds until you hear a beep. And we heard the beep, so it's coming up. Welcome to Victor Reader. Okay. Alice on Board by Phyllis Reynolds Naylor. And that was the book I was just reading. So now you want to press and hold the online features key. Pressing and holding the online features key disables airplane mode and it turns on the Wi-Fi radio. The online features key is above the number 2. So press and hold this button now. Airplane mode off. And it said airplane mode off, so now the Wi-Fi is coming on. And that takes a few seconds, it logs onto your network, and if you have some vision, you will see that an amber light has appeared, and it's steady. When it was connecting, it blinks. So now that that's done, we can just press that same button to enter into the online bookshelf. Connected to Wi-Fi. And it told us that it's connected to Wi-Fi, and to wait. Now, let's hit one, which should be at the... Bookshelf. Bookshare. Zero. Books. Search for Bookshare Books. We'll come back to that. Now we need to go into the menu. Now my Bookshare is already configured, so we're not going to reconfigure that one. But we need to configure NFB Newsline. So to do that, press key 7. Key 7 will enter the menu system. Menu. Wireless. Airplane mode. Off. Now this is where you would go to connect to a network. But press key 7 again now, and you will enter the online services menu. Online services. NFB Newsline. Off. Now, I'll just show you what's here. To scroll down, press the 8 key. And it said NFB Newsline is off. So now I'm going to press 8. Bookshare. On. And Bookshare is on. So let's go up with 2. NFB Newsline. Off. And we'll turn that on by pressing 6. On. And we'll press confirm. Enter identification code. Now, if you had signed up for Newsline, you are given a six-digit code. So now you need to enter that. I'll do that now. Five. Okay, so I've entered it. I'll press confirm. Enter security code. And now here's your security code. You are also given this, which is a four-digit security code. And I believe that's the last four digits of your phone number. Eight. So I'll press pound. Please wait. And now it's going to confirm your identity. NFB Newsline enabled. Online services. NFB Newsline. So it went to the NFB Newsline server, and it verified that it was me, so it said we're now connected. It's now enabled. So now we can back out of this menu by pressing star, which is the cancel key. Leaving menu. And he said leaving menu. So now we need to go to the bookshelf and listen for NFB Newsline. After that, it's going to synchronize the bookshelf. So it's going to go to the server and download all of my periodicals. So let's do that now. Bookshelf. Synchronization in progress. Okay, so we're at that bookshelf, and it's now synchronizing. Please wait. Now, while it's doing this, it's getting the periodicals that you set up 
on the website. Please wait. So you have to go to nfbnewslineonline.org. Please wait. And on that... Synchronization completed. NFB Newsline. 12. Books. 1. Associated Press, Massachusetts, October 13th, 2013. Okay, so we're now at the bookshelf, but let me just get back to what I was saying. You need to set up your NFB Newsline in your pocket, favorite publications, on the website. So you go to nfbnewslineonline.org, and you go to manage all your favorites. And then you choose the manager in your pocket favorites. And then you can add the publications. So now that that's done downloading, we can press 4 and 6 to move through our books, just like on the standard bookshelf. And I will look for the Patriot Ledger for today. 2. Associated Press, Massachusetts, October 12, 2013. That's the Associated Press. 3. Boston Globe, October... Boston Globe. Boston Globe, October 12, 2013. 5. Boston Herald, October 13, 2013. 6. Boston Herald, October 12, 2007. Macworld, November 1, 2013. 8. Macworld, October 1, 2013. 9. Patriot Ledger, October 13, 2013. And there it is, so we'll press play. Patriot Ledger, October... Yeah, I'm gonna slow this down. Speed. 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 Using the traditional... Zero. Press the power button, and it should say speed. And then use the down arrow, one pointing down. Okay, so now we can press play, and we can read this. October 13th, 2013. 2013 underscore 10 underscore 13. Notice is required for copyright works distributed in the United States under 17 use. Now I can skip around. You are not authorized to access or use this material and should destroy this copy at once since possession or... Animal Control Officers Honor Kingston Town Administrator. The Animal Control Officers Association of Massachusetts presented its top award on Friday to Kingston Town Administrator Robert Fennessy. The Richard A. Stein Distinguished Service Award recognizes outstanding... The feds have banned it. The state has outlawed it. But some authorities throughout the greater Brockton region are still seeing synthetic marijuana, known most commonly as Spicer Kit. Nearly 23,000 hospitals. So, there we go. That's the newspaper. Now, this is stored on the stream's internal memory, and will be replaced the next day when you update the bookshelf again to get the latest. But if there's a magazine or newspaper that you want to keep, you can press key 3 to copy it. So let's try copying the book by pressing key 3. Copy book to SD. Please confirm with play, stop, or cancel with any other key. So it says to confirm with play, stop, or cancel with any other key. We'll press play, stop to let it copy to the SD. Copying book. Copy completed. And now a copy of it has been put on the SD card, which will not get removed when you update it. You have to delete it from there when you're done. So now that is how you use the NFP Newsline feature. Let's look at Bookshare. Bookshare is a service that offers a lot of books that have been scanned in by blind people. So let us go and get a book from Bookshare. To do that, we go to the Bookshare bookshelf. Bookshelf. NFP Newsline. 12. Books. 9. Patriot Ledger, October 13th, 2013. Now we'll press the one key one more time. And we should hear Bookshare, zero books. Bookshare, zero books. Search for Bookshare books. Okay, so now we can search for Bookshare books by pressing the pound key, which is the last key on the telephone-style keypad. Title search. And when we go into there, we have title search. Author search. Author search. Full text search. And full text search. Title search. Now, I prefer to use full text search. Full text search. I think that that is more 
reliable because you can put in more of a keyword. So we'll use that. We'll press confirm. Enter text to search. And we are told to enter the text that we want to search for. To do this, you need to use the multi-tap method that is used on older cell phones, or that was used on older cell phones for touchscreen devices and phones with physical keyboards. So, for example, if you want to write the letter A, you press 2. C is 2 three times. Now we're going to search for the book Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. So we're going to like write the letter G, which is one tap of the four. G. The R is three taps of the seven. R. Two taps of the three will get us E. E. One tap of the two for A. A. And one tap of eight for T. T. Space. Now if you're not sure what to do, you can press the sleep key. Key describer on. And you'll be taken into a key describer where you can try these. A. B. C. 2. D. E. F. 3. W. X. Y. Z. 9. Key describer off. And pressing sleep will exit that key describer. So we just type the word great, and we can verify that with fast forward. The fast forward button is located on the panel that's at the bottom after the keypad. There's a little line thingy that separates that. And there, there's the sleep, play stop, rewind, and fast forward. So we're going to touch the fast forward key. Great. G-R-E-A-T space. Okay, so we've entered that, and I can continue typing. So we'll continue typing, and this time I'll just type it in. And I'm going to pause the recording while I type this in. So you don't have to listen to me take forever to type it in. And we can verify that. I just finished typing. And we can verify that we typed in the correct thing by pressing the fast forward key. Great expectations. G R E A T space E X P E C T A T I O N S. That's what we want. So press the confirm key, and a list of results will come up. Please wait. Please wait. Now wants us to wait. It's Found results. One hundred and sixty-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. Choose a book you wish to download. One great expectations. Charles Dickens. Now that's the book we want. Now, we can get a summary of the book by pressing the 5 key. Pip's life changes when he is provided with money by a secret benefactor and he goes to London to live as a gentleman. He thinks he will now be able to marry the woman he loves. But Pip's great expectations do not turn out as he hoped. One great expectations, and Charles Dickens. And that's the summary. To download the book, you press the pound key and you'll hear the following. Downloading. It's downloading. Please wait. As to wait. Download completed. Choose a book you wish to download. One Great Expectations. Charles Dickens. And the book is done downloading. So now we can do the author search. So we're going to back out of this with the star key. Enter text to search. Great Expectations. G-R-E-A-T space full text search. Author search. And we'll go to author search and press the pound key. Enter text to search. Great expectations. Now again, it says enter text to search and it's spelling the last search. E-X-P-E-C-T-A-T-I-O-N-S space. Okay, so let's search for Donna Gephardt. Now again, while I type this, I'm going to pause the recording. But before I do, however, I forgot to tell you how to delete a character. To delete a character, press the rewind button. 
the rewind button is two buttons over from fast forward to the left. So it's fast forward, play stop, rewind. Okay, so I'm now going to type in the search. Now, for some reason, occasionally, the text that you search for stays in, even when you start typing. So you'll have to clear that by pressing rewind a bunch of times. Space. S. I. T. P. So I'm pressing T. G. And everything's cleared up, so we can now do the search. So we have done the search, so again we can press the pound key to confirm. Please wait. And Found results. Three. Yep, here we Choose go. a book you wish to download. One, Olivia Bean, Trivia Queen, Donna Gephardt. So we'll download that by pressing the pound key. Downloading. Please wait. It's, again, it's, the book is downloading. Please wait. Download completed. Choose a book you wish to download. One, Olivia Bean, Trivia Queen, Donna Gephardt. And we'll download one more. Two, as if being 12 and 3 quarters isn't bad enough, my mother is running for president. Three, how to survive middle school, Donna Gephardt. Now those are both very funny books, so we will download this as well. Downloading. Please wait. Please wait. Download completed. Choose a book you wish to download. 3. How to Survive Middle School, Donna Gephardt. Now again, we can press the 5 key to get the summary. 11-year-old David Greenberg dreams of becoming a TV superstar like his idol, Jon Stewart. But in real life, David is just another kid terrified of starting his first year at Harmon Middle School. With a wacky sense of humor and hilarious top six and blunt half-less, David spends his free time making talk time videos, which he posts on YouTube. But before he can get famous, he has to figure out a way to deal with, six, middle school, much scarier than it sounds, five, his best friend gone girl crazy, four, a runaway mom who has no phone, three, the threat of a swirly on his birthday, two, a terrifying cousin, one, his number one fan, Bubby, his Jewish grandmother, one half. Did we mention Hammy, the hamster who's determined to break David's heart? When David and his best friend have a fight, David is lucky enough to make a pretty cool new friend, Sophie who just, gulp, happens to be a girl. Sophie thinks David's videos are hilarious, and she starts sending out the links to everyone she knows. Sophie's friends tell their friends, and before David knows it, thousands of people are viewing his videos including some of the last people he would have expected. David may still feel like a real-life schmo, but is he ready to become an internet superstar? From the hardcover edition. 3. How to Survive Middle School, Donna Gephardt. And there we go. So we have three books that we just downloaded. The Great Expectations in those two. So now we can look at how to read them. Intertext to search. By backing Don out. Author search. Bookshare. 3. Books. 1. Great Expectations. And now they show up in the bookshelf. Now in the manual, Humanware recommends that if you're going to keep them there for a while, that you copy them to the SD card. Rather, that you move the book to the SD card, because then the memory can have more room to download more books. So we're going to press play on this one. Please. Home. The man could not be more particular as to the time at which he saw her. He got into dense confusion when he tried to be, and that it must have been before nine. Okay. So now let's press key three again to, to move the book. Move book to SD. Please confirm with play, stop, or cancel with any other key. So now it wants us to press play stop to copy this book. So let's do that. Moving book. Move completed. Bookshelf. Bookshare. Two. Books. 
One. How to survive middle school. Now we'll do the same for that one. We'll Please. open it, and then we'll How to it. survive middle school. Move book to SD. Moving. Move completed. Bookshelf. Bookshare. One. Book. Olivia Bean, Trivia Queen. Please wait. Olivia Bean, Trivia Queen. Move book to SD. Please confirm with play, stop, or cancel with any other key. Cancel. Whoops. Move book to SD. So Moving book. Move now. completed. Bookshelf. Bookshare. Zero. Books. Search for Bookshare books. Now that is how you use the Bookshare feature. Now to get back to the standard Victor Reader bookshelf, you will need to press the online button again. Just as a reminder, the online features button is above the number two. So if you find the number two, just move up, and it's the round button. So when you press it, Alice on Board by Phyllis Reynolds Naylor. You are taken back into the standard bookshelf. Now, it's a good idea to turn off your Wi-Fi once you're done, because the wireless features drain the battery. So to do this, again, we press and hold that online features button. Airplane mode, on. And it tells us that airplane mode is on, and that amber light goes out. Now, NFB Newsline, to sign up for them, go to nfbnewsline.org. N-F-B-N-E-W-S-L-I-N-E dot O-R-G. And then bookshare.org is the other one. And that's how you can get accounts and get the privilege to download those books. So now we can turn off the stream again by pressing the power button. And we get the double beep. And that's it. That's how you do it. So I hope you found this useful. And see you in the next podcast. We're going to take a short tour today of a new app called Do It Right. This app is specifically designed to teach a blind person who has maybe never learned to write, maybe never seen print, and has not learned how to print, how to be able to print letters on the screen on their iOS device. And this is specifically so that it allows the blind person to use, if they wish, the handwriting feature now included in VoiceOver in iOS 7. So we're going to take just a quick look at it. We're not going to go into great depth, but we're going to go show you a little of it and give you a taste for how it works and tell you that in the few weeks that it has been out, it has gotten some rave reviews from some of the top people out there in the assistive technology field who have taken a look at it and basically said this does a really good job of teaching the person who has never seen and never learned how to write how to print letters on their iOS device that are recognizable by voiceover for writing text into any text field on their iOS device. So let's get started. We're going to open up the app. Do it right. Overview. Heading level one. All right. And when it comes up, it's on the overview. And we're going to go ahead and listen to that overview. Overview. This app teaches voiceover users how to enter text using the voiceover handwriting feature on their iOS device. To improve speed and efficiency, it provides a practice game to hone your skills. Before you start, ellipsis. You need to activate voiceover on your devices from settings greater than general, greater than accessibility, greater than voiceover. This application is intended to be used in conjunction with VoiceOver. Additionally, you will need to enable VoiceOver's handwriting feature by adding it to your VoiceOver rotor if you have not already done so. To do this, bullet, list start, 
Go to settings greater than general greater than accessibility greater than voiceover. Bullet. In the rotor section, select handwriting. Bullet. Tap the back button. Using voiceover's handwriting recognition when using voiceover's handwriting recognition feature, the rotor must be set to handwriting. Voiceover offers several modes for handwriting, depending on the type of characters you are writing at any given moment. These include uppercase, lowercase, numbers, and punctuation. To switch modes, use the three-finger flick up or down to cycle between them. It is important that you have selected the appropriate mode before entering the character you desire. Notes on handwriting The descriptions of written characters in this app are intended to be simplistic to make them easy to master and to improve the accuracy of the handwriting recognition. Following the descriptions when writing with a physical pen and paper will likely result in legible, but not very attractive, printing. About Draconis Entertainment Draconis Entertainment is the developer of a wide range of audio games for the blind and visually impaired across multiple operating platforms. For more information, find us in the Mac App Store or visit dracoent.com. Link. Period. Selected. Home. Tab. 1 of 4. Learn. Tab. 2 of 4. Play. Tab. 3 of 4. Settings. Tab. 4 of 4. Okay, so a pretty good overview of what this app is all about and what you're going to learn by using this app. And uh, I think uh, they give you a pretty good description of what the app is all about. And as they tell you, you need to set up your handwriting on the rotor so that you can get there when you want to. So uh, that's one of the things that is really a good thing that they brought out right in the beginning. And that's your home screen. And you noticed in at the bottom of the screen you your menu of choices and one was home screen then then learn and then play uh, where you can play games to increase your speed and accuracy of getting the letters in and then finally settings. All right, let's go ahead now and let's go to the learn tab. Play tab learn tab two of four and let's double tap there. Welcome. Make sure voiceover is on, and read the instructions on the following screen thoroughly to understand how the tutor works. Cool. Button. Previous category. Button. Next category. Button. Done. Button. Tutor. Heading. As each letter appears, follow the instructions to draw it. Touch the bottom of the screen and use the voiceover rotor to select handwriting. You'll hear sounds for correct and incorrect entries, as well as hints from time to time on how to improve. If you need to hear the instructions for the current letter again, shake your device or perform a two-finger swipe from left to right. After completing each character successfully, you will automatically move on to the next. Use the previous and next buttons in the upper left of the screen to change categories. Use the done button when you wish to leave the tutorial. Remember, you will need to set the rotor to a different setting from handwriting in order to access these buttons. To begin, shake your device or perform a two-finger swipe from left to right. Now, touched here, then use the voiceover rotor to select handwriting. Home. Tab. 1 of 4. Selected. Learn. Tab. 2 of 4. Play. Tab. 3 of 4. Settings. Tab. Four or four. All right, and I am going to go ahead now, and let's find. Touch here, then use the voiceover rotor to select handwriting. All right, and I'm going to go ahead now, and I've got my finger where it says touch here, and I'm going to move around on my rotor. Sounds. Characters. Touch here, then use the voiceover rotor to select handwriting. Touch here, then use handwriting. Lowercase. All right, and I am on handwriting, and I am on lowercase because that is what they're going to want me to do. All right, um, and let's now go on to our first lesson, I think. Relax, relax. We haven't started yet. Shake your device to begin. All right. Lowercase a. Draw a small circle. 
Lift your finger, then quickly draw a short vertical line to the circle's right, and roughly at the same level as the circle. Keep this line short. All right. So here are our directions. It wants us to draw a circle and then draw a line slightly to the right of the circle. So let's see if we can do that. All right. That's not quite right. Give it another go. All right. And we'll go a circle. Oops. Looks, that's not correct. Lowercase b. Start at the center of the screen. Draw a vertical line straight down and near the bottom curve around to the right to make a small circle. All right. Well, we'll try the, we got the A right after several tries. Let's see how well we do. With the B, I'm going to start up towards the top of the screen. Come down and make a circle to the right. Lowercase c. This is a half circle with the open side on the right. Start near the center of your screen and draw a curving line down into the left, continuing the curve around toward the right, and ending up in roughly the same location horizontally but closer to the bottom of the screen vertically. All right. Well, that gives you a bit of an idea of how this works and what is involved. And you notice it even gave you little hints about if you didn't do it right, what you might need to do to correct. Again, the name of the app is Do It Right. And that's all written together. Capital D, small O, capital I, small T, capital W for write as in writing a letter or whatever and then small r i t e again all written together that's the way you'll need to type it in when you search for it in the app store and the price of the app is a dollar and 99 cents i'm david tanner for main menu hi i'm david tanner your host here on main menu i'd like to take this opportunity on behalf of myself Chase Crispin, our executive producer, and the entire Main Menu staff to thank you for listening to Main Menu this year and wish you and yours a happy holiday season. And thank you again for listening to Main Menu. again for being with us today on main menu we always appreciate having you here we hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you back again here next week on main menu